0: Everybody and again, welcome to "Submitted for Your Approval," a Twilight Zone podcast. I am your host. I think Brandon Cruz, and with me today, I have uh, my very good friend uh, Tiffany Hersey back again, back again to talk about some wonderful <laughs> stuff today. How are you, Tiffany?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be back and um, happy to be talking about some some uh, fun, deathly themes tonight
0: deathly themes that's right yes the 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 very famous harry potter book harry potter and the deathly themes um you know that's a good alternative you know the one
1: name (laughs) yeah uh
0: so what have you been up to since last time i saw you this last week i'm joking yes this this last week um well we we hung out right
1: we did, yeah, yeah. Um, it was good to to, uh, to see you back in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, we, we uh, talked uh, Twilight Zone stuff and uh, had a little debate, which I won't bring up now, about a certain John Carpenter movie, right. which I'll rename, rename uh, nameless for the time being. That's
0: right. I will watch it. I will watch <laughs> <You> will. <laughs> Escape from the Place where we met each other last week.
1: Yes, yes, <laughs> uh, which I think is actually quite – brilliant um um movie and, and and quite satirical and and uh yeah i think it's you know if anyone who hasn't seen her hasn't seen it in 20 years should give it another go <laughs> and uh, i will challenge you if you don't like it i feel, uh, I we feel like we have a carpenter off
0: i feel like that's a targeted <laughs> challenge
1: you know what i anybody who wants to to take up that challenge with me i will <laughs> i'm i'm there man uh, i'm there to the death
0: all yes. right well anybody who hasn't <laughs> seen it probably hasn't seen it in a long time for a reason. Uh, will just leave it at that. Uh, but yeah, we we hung out. It was really cool seeing you. Uh, and we, we, uh, called up our good friend, Steve from episode 19 the purple Testament, uh, who is your friend first? And you'll always lay claim to that. (laughs) Uh.
1: Yeah, I take, I take, and I, I take the credit for, uh, for, you know, bringing to, uh, two of my favorite people together in a very lovely, uh, unfolding now unfolding bromance
0: that's right so, oh, i love yeah. i love steve oh I, I love him he loves you too <laughs> oh steve come back <laughs> come back to me steve um all right well tiff you, you ready to uh hit this up let's do it all right everybody welcome again uh we're going into now episode 20 and this episode is elegy right i, I said it right this time
1: you did yes yes you did I, we've we've had some issues with we, pronunciation we've
0: had a conversation about <laughs> me pronouncing this wrong before so elegy elegy originally aired february 19th 1960 uh, it was directed by douglas hayes and the teleplay is by charles beaumont based on one of his short stories there we go that's it that's a He's, whole episode yeah I
1: think well he's he's fantastic Charles Beaumont. He um he did one of, another one of my uh, my favorites the Howling Man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um a nice place to visit Living Doll. He's got some pretty dark stuff um which I I always appreciate and not not to like to, to veer off w- which I will for a moment. Veer away. Um and I Vera I haven't Lynn, they say. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um I and I haven't I don't know if you have read very much about Charles Beaumont's life or more for our interests of this episode of his death. OK. Um, I did like a quick search and I haven't actually fact checked. So I'm going to be like one of those people who did like a very quick Wikipedia <laughs> and IMBD search.
0: This is, um, this is like the people who are like, you know, that, that famous quote by Abraham Lincoln, yeah. <laughs> the one about bitches and hoes.
1: Yeah, and and um, um, I, I think I did read that Beaumont did have a short story by that title as well. Um, <laughs> but I I read and again um, I'm sure some of your, your you know your listeners who were you know uh, Twilight Zone uh, aficionados are gonna call in and, and ask for me never to be on the show again. But apparently Beaumont died at the age of 38 mm-hmm. um, and had this really like very kind of sad and tragic death where he had, I guess, early onset Alzheimer's and some degenerative aging disease, supposedly, according to Wikipedia and IMBD, yeah. um, that, like, you know, made him um, or caused him to age rapidly. So I'm just huh. like, I'm I'm very curious about this because that just, you know, it seems like very tragic. And then I start to have an own, my own, like, existential crisis because yeah. I'm 35 and... Jesus, if I died in three years, I haven't like accomplished like one third of what Balmont, you know, did even at 35 and, but I'm veering off. But yeah, so I just, I, I, you know, if that's true, I just think it's, it's a uh, kind of interesting and spooky. You
0: are, you are veering off, you are Vera Linning. but yeah. what, but it's, I think, I feel like it's a very appropriate, uh, turn off, Veer off, <laughs> turn off. So
1: people have turned off the episode to yeah, so, so for the podcast. <laughs> they're like they've tuned out now.
0: No, but but that that's a <laughs> that's that's an, a very appropriate veer. And and we'll get into that here with uh the the very brief synopsis of the episode. I say very brief, but it'll probably take 20 minutes. Uh, so elegy. Uh this this episode starts off uh we have three men, three astronauts and they're in their spaceship and they're uh they have been traveling away from earth for some time and they're running out of fuel and they find a habitable planet. They hope they start landing. Um, and once they land, they get out and they land, they open the doors and there's kind of like a farm out, out there. And the first thing they thought is, Whoa, is this, is this earth? And like, no, we're, th- this isn't earth. Cause we're 655 million miles away from, from earth. Uh, so, so the men, the first thing they see is, they see like a dog, right? Like a, a pig or a dog, something like that, Tiff?
1: Yeah, well, he's like a a, a piggy-looking dog, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> That's right. It was, <laughs> it, was, it was a dog that looked like I have a be Like he had ate, or the eaten masks. well. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, so they they see the dog and it's standing up. They're like, uh, they notice that the dog's not moving so that kind of weirds him out and then they see kind of a, a farmer and he has his back to them and they, they go up they go up to the farmer like hey what's what's going on here the farmer doesn't respond the the farmer is frozen in time so these these astronauts clearly weirded out by this they start exploring the, the town a little bit they they go over a bridge and over the bridge they see uh, a guy fishing uh, in the in the river one of the astronauts goes down to the the fisherman says hey excuse me can you help us out and touches the fisherman who then falls over and the astronaut realizes whoa something something is still crazy going on here <laughs> it hasn't stopped being crazy since the farmer and the dog back there but now it's totes crazy <laughs> uh just about that time the astronauts they hear some some like grand band standing music in the distance uh they, they see a city so they start heading towards that direction uh, they they get into the city and they see a bunch of people frozen in kind of like the town hall area music's playing but it's playing over speakers and it's like an election for a mayor and everyone is just frozen in here so these guys they decide you know what let's i don't know what's going on but let's go ahead and split up and when they split up the the astronauts experience a couple different situations um which, what were the situations? There's one where a guy goes to like, he goes to like an apartment complex, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. There's, um, um, there's like dudes playing poker. There's, um, a- another kind of nebbish looking man, you know, in a pose simulating dancing with this very beautiful woman. Um, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it, it's an interesting, um, you know, when they, when they get off the, the, um, uh, the spaceship—it's like American pastoral, you know. It looks like a Norman Rockwell painting. Right. Um. A lot, lot, of white folks. Uh. <laughs> uh. Actually, all of them, I think, were white. So. Yeah, I don't,
0: um, I don't think I saw any any alternate colors.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. Um. Um. Yeah, and um. And so it's just these, you know, there the, just these scenes, like you said, with with the farmer and the mayor, and there's a beauty contest. Uh, one of the astronauts. Um stumbles into
0: that, that. That's right. That's right. And, and he gets, a, he's in the beauty. He's not in the beauty contest. <laughs> he he's could not, be. he, they're all, they're all hunks by your standards. Yeah. Probably. And <laughs>
1: and I just want to interject that I've said it once and I'll say it before. They all have fabulous hair
0: and <laughs> right. they all are
1: just, you know, hunks. And, and I think I'm going to start a, a twilight zone, uh <laughs> calendar called hunks of twilight zone. So that'll on, be for sale on your in, on your website in calendar so. stores
0: everywhere june <laughs> yes. like specifically june like the, i don't know why the, your year starts then it's a twilight zone that's why
1: yeah exactly
0: uh so uh, the the guy freaks out at this this beauty pageant because again still everyone is frozen and and he runs out just then a man in the audience an old man lifts up his head and kind of smirks right whoa any he- <laughs> go ahead Good. and he
1: has well and he has his own theme music <laughs> which i love yeah. you know it's just very like confusing you know scary thing going on but then you see this little cute little man he's got this like,
0: yeah, <laughs> like, like so you've been practicing i, I have i have <laughs> that's my my weird music band i'm going for uh, I like it. So these these three astronauts they, they decide, you know, okay, there's breathable air. Uh, let's let's go ahead and find a place to live, right? They we're we're stuck here. We might as well make the most of it. So they they see this one nice looking house and they go up to it. And the old man from the beauty pageant is standing at the door. And so this man introduces himself as Mister Wickwire. Wickwire. Mister Wickwire. <laughs> <laughs> I think Jeremy, Jeremy Wickwire. I I don't know if he had a first name, Uh, but regardless Wickwire (laughs) and Mr. Wickwire explains to the astronauts that he's actually a a caretaker for this asteroid that they've landed on. And all these, these frozen people, some of them are are fake and others are actually real people who have been frozen in time uh, to, for them to simulate, how they lived and, and they wanted to be remembered how they lived. And so they paid a lot of money to be put on this asteroid. And Wickwire is actually an automaton robot, uh, an Android who takes care of, of the asteroid. Uh, as he's explaining this to the a- the astronauts, they're kind of like, okay, all right, what happened? Earth suffered an atomic war. Um, and Mr. Wickwire, in order to save people, he he gives them a slowing solution or something like that. It's like a, kind of a poison. As he's explaining this to the astronauts, you know, he offers them drinks. And of course, these drinks have this slowing uh, solution and poisons, poisons these astronauts. And they find this out and they're like, why did you do this? We didn't do anything. And of course, he says to them, well wherever humanity goes they bring death and destruction uh and atomic war and well i don't want that here basically so i'm sorry this is what's going to happen and and i want to i forgot to mention a point while he's talking to the the guys he's asking the questions like you know what would you want to do like where would you like to be right now and and what makes you happy uh so after the, the astronauts get slowed down the last scene of the episode is mr wickwire dusting off the astronauts in their spaceship <laughs> as they're heading back to earth and that is the episode so now i now i pass it over to you tiffany uh what are your thoughts on on, on the episode and and the themes right you you talked about veering off and uh and, and...
1: <laughs> there's there's plenty more time for for that <laughs> okay, yeah okay i'm
0: just getting started <laughs> uh, go, go, go ahead go ahead and give us your thoughts on it.
1: yeah no i you know, it's funny because I I remember seeing this episode, and I don't remember how old I was when I saw it, but I remember the 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 scene when the astronauts are are talking to Wickwire for the first time, and he's explaining to them that this is a cemetery, right, and I just right. remember like being chilled. You know, like I just I just remember that's So one thing I always remember from the episode, um, which is like holy. Beep, beep, beep! I was going to use an expletive, but I—I I, uh, <laughs> no,
0: I, like, I, I just caught runner. myself
1: just in time. Yes, <laughs> I just turned into Roadrunner. <laughs> um, and so, I mean, the interesting thing about the piece um, is that it's it's very visual, um, and I think I think that really adds to the to the you know just to the eeriness of it. Um, just again, it's just these astronauts are you know they're in their little astronaut, well, nineteen sixties astronaut, you know, garb and walking around again like this very American pastoral, which is supposed to be very peaceful and serene and very lovely and, and inviting town, but it's creepy because there's everyone is just frozen stiff. Um and the dialogue is is pretty sparse too, which is interesting because I think I think that really adds emphasis for um, you know, for the ending when one of the astronauts, as you you know, as you went over, asks Wickwire, you know, why did you poison us? Why did you do that to us? And there's this close up of Wickwire's face, and and he he says, because you were here and you are men, and while there are men, there can be no peace. That's right. Yeah. And so that really, you know, that that ending line really, you know really is emphasized um in this episode and then of course the ending um it's it's almost comical right where wickwire is dusting off the corpses of these men wah, and, 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 wah, 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 right wah. yeah that is the theme music <laughs> so um so you know i i appreciated the you know the humor and the macabre i think the the theme music um you know it lightens it a little bit um yeah. which is which is great <laughs> um, um yeah, I mean, I think, I think, just as a side note, I think one of the most, um, I mean, it's relevant, but I think a, a very basic um, viewing of this episode is that um, it's it's a reflection of Cold War anxieties, it's a reflection of uh, nuclear war. Um, I think Sputnik was just a few years before this episode and really started the arms race. Um, and so, you know, in, in that sense, it's a bit of a, um, um you know kind of a foreboding of you know of what you know what could could happen um if you know we continue to fight and use um nuclear weapons um um you know which which is interesting
0: um yeah i i think that you know the the whole atomic war and stuff like that you know were that was used a lot as as a, a plot point back um Back in the twilight zone in those early days, right? Um, and you know, I think it's interesting that um, you know, Wickwire is represents like wanting to remember always. I mean, the the good times, right? Like remembering yeah. people how they how they were and, and how they were acting and stuff like that. Um, you know, I I, we, I think we talked about um, we talked about it before. Like where when I die, I want yeah. you know. <laughs>
1: I didn't mean uh, to laugh at that it's funny that when you die i'm sorry
0: when i die (laughs) tiffany
1: sorry i'm excuse me i'm sorry i have
0: this recorded so now at my funeral i'm just going to play this over and over again oh and be like see tiffany was a jerk to me (laughs) um no but but when i die you know i was i was like saying like you know i want people to you know to have fun at my my funeral (laughs) like with a a shrimp bar a shrimp buffet right? just so many cocktail shrimp um but to, you know to kind of celebrate life rather than um, to to mourn death, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, which, yeah, and I'll I'll be in the the back, you know, laughing with you, <laughs>
0: right?
1: <laughs> not not at you.
0: Right. Um, we we talked we talked before about you know um, like death and how death was um, it used to be much more it, you people weren't as afraid of it before, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, like people lived with death more. And then when, when people started moving their, their grandparents and whatever into homes and stuff like that or, or hospitals, right. Death was removed from the, from the everyday life, you know, like death became more, I won't say maybe exotic is just as close as I can come right now with my vocabulary, but, death was removed so because it was removed and because it became more unknown it became more scary um and so i we we talked about that right yeah yeah
1: no absolutely um (laughs) um yeah i'm you know i think you know it's interesting is that I think I think this episode is is a reflection of, of death denial and you know as you were saying um, you know death took place in the home death and dying traditionally took place in the home when it you know was in the you know really beginning in the early 1900 or the early 1900s that death and dying um, was relegated to to funeral homes and to hospitals um, and as you said you know it has become something that's been very terrifying um, and. So again, what's what's interesting? So in 1960, you know, death denial really is in full swing. Um, and what was really interesting I found about um, this episode is that the the cemetery is called Happy Glades, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, which I which I appreciate. So appropriate. Um, it's very appropriate. Um, so the year before this episode came out, there was um, an article in Time magazine, and it was called The Disneyland of Death. And it was actually about Forest Lawn Cemetery here in uh, in Los Angeles and in, in Glendale, California. I've been there. And, uh, yeah, well, th- yeah, who's Michael buried Jack- there? Michael
0: Jackson, I think, is buried there.
1: Yeah, Michael Jackson... Oh gosh, I should know this. M-
0: Michael Jackson.
1: Either Laurel or Hardy. <laughs> but there's uh, some pretty
0: <laughs> si- side note, my mom whenever people visit Los Angeles, my mom is uh a tour guide and she takes people to see Michael Jackson's grave.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah I want to I want to go on that tour.
0: Yeah. So, you, you, I'm going to hit you, your mom up. You you're doing an article about something similar.
1: <laughs> yeah, yes, Death yes.
0: tourism, right?
1: I published an article on on uh, death tourism, yeah. So I definitely have a have a uh, an interest um, in that. I just I love visiting cemeteries. Um, My mom took would take my brother and I to Forest Lawn when we were little kids, um, and to you know other cemeteries and stuff. And so um, so for me, it was always a place of exploration and you know serenity, but just you know. It really fueled my curiosity as a you know as a child and, and today as well. Right. Um, but but yeah, but the interesting thing, so uh again, you know, going back to this, this time article about Forest Lawn, um, essentially Forest Lawn was created to erase all signs of mourning. So traditional headstones were replaced with flat markers. Um, you know, uh, there's, there's a lot of sculptures and art in Forest Lawn. Right. Um and and that's something in other cemeteries, um, you know, starting in the, in the in the mid, I think, you know, mid nineteenth century or mid mid twentieth century um, has as well. You'll find a lot of cemeteries with these flat markers. Um, so, forest lawn, you know, one way of looking at it, and I think that the Eaton um, who designed it that way wanted it's it's a denial of death essentially.
0: Yeah,
1: is you know, forest lawn and and. Um, so not only have we taken death and dying out of the homes, but also our cemeteries are reflecting in the denial of death as well yeah. by taking out these signs of mourning. And so the interesting thing about this episode is that, you know, it's the most extreme form of death denial, you know, where, you know, rich people, I think they said it was the, the cemeteries founded in 1973, you know, paid to, uh, to have their corpses placed in these very ideal settings where they can live out, um, I just kind of an oxymoron live out, you know, the rest of their lives, you <laughs> yeah. know? Uh-huh. Um, and so I thought that was, you know, very interesting. Um, and I, you know, be curious to, I haven't read Beaumont's short story uh, yeah. that this is based on and I'd be curious, you know, to, to see what, um, what inspired this particular story, even if it's something that's subconscious, um, um, but, you know, one of the things that I, and we've talked about this, um, one of the things about, you know, about Twilight Zone, and I, I feel like the last three episodes um, that I've done with you have all been very prescient. You know, they've dealt with very different things rather, you know, whether it be anxieties about, um, about robots or, you yeah, know, yeah. Uh, worshiping. You know our our past selves or whatnot, um, and a lot of those same themes are are still very sadly, um, you know, going on today. Or sure. you know, again, you know, there was just you know a bit of a foreboding in these episodes that have kind of come true in the present day. Um, but with this episode, what I think is really interesting, um, and I think a really a really good thing, is that I feel like our our cultural attitudes um, towards death or have really started to shift in the last 50 years. Yeah. Um, the last five years, um, there have been what's called death cafes that have been popping around, um, or actually have become kind of an international um, sensation, and they were started by um, a U.K. entrepreneur and uh, web designer uh, whose name is John Underwood. And it's a very simple premise. Um, Folks come together to eat cake, drink tea, or coffee.
0: I, th- I thought um, you were going to say like eat dead people.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's still there's still time for that. Um, and and just talk about you know about about issues surrounding death. And um, and I was in Maine um, uh, doing some reporting um, about a, uh, a death cafe in the small town there. And yeah. um, and it was it was very it was very interesting. It's a very you know safe space and. Um, um, and, uh, yeah, and I think there's a lot going on, uh, with the death acceptance movement and, um, Caitlin Doty, um, is a, an LA based mortician who has a, uh, a web series on, you can find on YouTube called ask a mortician okay. and she's incredibly, you know, very, very astute and very funny. And I've had, um, you know, the privilege of, of, uh, interviewing her and, and I featured her in one of my pieces and so that's you know so it was interesting for me to to see this episode and um and um and see that i think that you know it's a slow moving process but i feel like there are um, there are dialogues going on to to try to you know shift our our per, you know cultural understanding things, yeah. yeah absolutely absolutely so
0: yeah, yeah. i totally agree I, and you know uh, I I think that that the the tide is shifting for that as well. You know, I I, I think as a society where we understand that we're starting to understand like, hey, death is, you know, it is a it is a thing. You know, it happens. It happens to all of us. And uh, um, you know, like people are, are choosing to, you know, die at home more. And um, you know, I I don't know. Uh, I. Th- I think the, the tide is shifting so to speak. Yeah.
1: And I think, I think even, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm like really, I was just super stoked, you know, that like I was able to do this episode with you, you know, cause this is even like an opportunity to, t- you know, to talk about, um, you know, these, these different issues and, um, and, it, you know, and I just, again, love Rod Serling and Charles Beaumont. And yeah. Um,
0: yeah so the guy. it's always My a fun guy, time. Specifically. Uh, yeah. t- Tiffany. Uh, out of whatever rating scale you want what 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 do you give this this episode
1: well i give it a 10 plus (laughs) five gold stars
0: 10 plus five gold stars
1: yeah Um, like remember our teachers used to give us when you did well you got your little gold star um all
0: right i'm I'm, i'm down with that uh I'm not a I'm not a teacher, so I can't I can't give out gold stars. Um but I would give it um uh, just because of the, the wah, 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 wah music I would th- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would I would give it a oh uh seven and a half I think. I, I do I do like the episode. Uh, I do like the, the, the music and wick wire <laughs> Like, wow. Um, and I, and I do like it at the end, the, those guys are in a happy place, so to speak. Um, it, it, does, it does share that a little bit of that, that theme with uh, 16 millimeter shrine, um, and, uh, another one we've talked about before, um, in, you know, saving that, <laughs> saving who we were and that image of ourselves forever. Um, yeah, this, that's this a good point. That's a really good point. It's a little bit different because you'll be dead, uh, and you won't know it, but, um, you know, but they
1: retain their hunkiness though, <laughs> and their hair still looks good.
0: That's that's right. It's like those. So. It's like those old Playboys I found in my uncle's garage. <laughs> I'm, I'm joking.
1: Sure. All right. I'm joking. true. I, <laughs> sure. I didn't
0: find them in his garage. They were. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we don't need to know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I am joking. It's okay. But they were '64 well, mint condition. I um, mean,
1: well, well, we could do like a hunks no i guess not hunks babes of twilight zone let's do calendar. it calendar
0: yeah so we're not totally yeah. sexist.
1: yeah yeah we'll we're just do, yeah we'll babes and hunks the
0: hot people of twilight zone and rod serling will be yeah. on every page yeah <laughs> <laughs> We just him uh all right all right all right tiff uh is uh is there anything you anything else you want to add before we head out
1: um no, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. I just drew a blank. I was thinking of Charles Beaumont for a second. Um, yeah, I found a picture of him online again, again. Like, I don't know I <laughs> am if it's him, but he kind of looked like Albert Camus and he looked really hunky and he had great hair too. <laughs> so I don't know, you know, I don't know. There's a connection there with uh, the, uh, with the hunks in, in that episode. I
0: don't know. You know, who, you know who else has, is a hunk and has fat, fantastic hair. Cool. Kurt Russell in Escape from
1: Ellie. Oh my god, he does Oh, it's like wispy and Absolutely.
0: yeah, I just want to run
1: my my fingers through his hair.
0: If, if only the rest of the movie was worth a shit. <laughs> okay, uh, that's all I've got. Uh, th- thanks again, Tiffany. Seriously, for for coming my on the pleasure. show, you're you're awesome. Uh, oh, thank it's, you. It's always good to see you and to talk to you. And uh, oh, thanks for stopping in.
1: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you.
0: Uh, for, for everyone else thank you for listening and if you want to get a hold of the show there's a few ways you can do that I am on Twitter I am at S4YA underscore podcast hit me up on Gmail I am at S4YA podcast at gmail.com I have a Facebook out there submit for your approval just go ahead and search for that and I'm also on Instagram S4YA podcast uh, and of course I'm on iTunes Stitcher and geekade.com if you want to leave me a rating over there on iTunes cool you don't have to. Uh, no, no worries. Uh, really, as I always say, I try to say this. Just interacting with you guys is is what I enjoy to do. So, Aww. enjoy to do is that? Yeah. Know,
1: yeah. D- yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Tip. Allekey. Allekey. <laughs> <laughs> <Elegy. laughs> it's like it's like uh, you know what are we, we talk. Infrared. I always think it says yeah. infrared. Whatever.
1: Antidote. Like I always want to say anecdote.
0: Oh, like yeah. give him
1: the antidote. But I'm always like, no, give him the anecdote <laughs>
0: give him the story. <laughs> as long as you don't say supposedly. Uh, oh, yeah. No,
1: I, have, I haven't. I nah, I'm not both. guilty of that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> thanks again, Tiffany.
1: All right. Thank you.
0: And to, and to everybody else, thank you again. And this is submitted for your approval. Also, thanks, Steve, because I love you. Okay, bye. Oh, love
1: you too, Steve. Bye. bye. <laughs>